I know this is, I'm not preaching, uh, this is like a country gospel song, one day at a time. Lord Jesus, that's all I'm asking of you. But I want, I want to use this title because as, and looking at this passage this morning and the promises contained within it, what I want to convey to you today as we are together for these next few moments is I want to give you a biblical reason why we can really live and why we should live, um, not in the future nor in the past, but we need to live in the present and we can live one day at a time. And I want to show you uh, where, how the Bible gives us a promise that, that lends itself toward that, that, that perspective. Amen? So Deuteronomy 33, if you have your Bibles turned there, we're looking at verses 24 through 27. Um, and I believe that in this few verses, is one of the one, we find one of the greatest promises really in the whole of Scripture. Um, it's, very, it's, a real, it's one of those brief and simple statements that we could really miss it. We could just kind of breeze right by it. Sometimes, particularly when reading the Old Testament, reading this part of the Bible, we're reading through to get through our Bible reading program so we can read the Bible through in a year, or for some of us, maybe 10 years. Uh, and we can really just kind of, we can miss this stuff. But it's a promise that if we really take it seriously, if we take it to heart, if we apply it in our lives, it can really make a, a tremendous difference in our lives. So here's the, the deal. No matter what is going on in our lives, regardless of what hurts, anybody got any hurts in here today? Regardless of what problems, whatever fears we might be facing, if you and I determined by the help of God to live in the light of the promise that we're looking at today, uh, I think that strength will rise, as we sang this morning. I think that courage will rise up within us. New courage and new hope will rise within us, and we'll be able to live a more victorious Christian life. Uh, but let's look at the context of the promise, first of all. The 33rd chapter of Deuteronomy, uh, in which we find the promise that we're looking at today that leads us to our, 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 our conclusion today. It, this is recording Moses' farewell address to the people of Israel right a short time before he, he dies. And um, in this farewell address, God, through Moses, gives the people a, um, uh, a word of admonition and, and encouragement to the 12 tribes of Israel. And since this book is timeless and since all, every word of Scripture is given by inspiration of God, this word of encouragement also extends all the way down to you and me in the present. Isn't that good news? And um, so as we consider the larger passage, let's, let's look at verses 24 through 27. First of all, verse 24, and it says this. It says, about Asher, he said, most blessed of sons is Asher. Let him be favored by his brothers and let him bathe his feet in oil. So Asher comes from, uh, the, the name Asher comes from a Hebrew root that means blessedness. And about Asher, he says, blessed are the, uh, of, of, the of sons as Asher. Apparently Asher uh, would be a large, would become a large tribe. Let him be favored by his brothers. He would be well regarded by the other tribes of issue in Israel. And then let him bathe his feet in oil. Now, I was, I, I said to myself, I said, I will not say the stupid thing that I was thinking, because I was thinking uh, maybe Asher comes from the Hebrew word ashy. And maybe the feet and the oil, I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go there. But, but, the, but the area of land that was inhabited by the tribe of Asher was, was noted for something. It was noted for its olive groves. And so the idea that this kind of an idiom to dip one's feet in oil is, uh, was a sign of 
prosperity. And so it seems God was saying through Moses this, Asher, you will prosper. And as we shall see in a moment, uh, that would not be the only component of his life, but it, it is one. So, he, he, you know. And then he's, he, in verse 25, he says this, he says, the bolts of your gates will be iron and bronze and, and your strength will equal your days. No, take note of those words, but particularly the last half of that sentence, because that is very key to what we're talking about this morning. The bolts of your gates will be iron, iron and bronze, and your strength will equal your days. And I'll come back to that verse, but then verse 26, uh, he, uh, he says, There is no one like the God of Jeshurun. And Jeshurun, or Jeshurun, I don't know where the accent falls, means upright or straight. And so that's actually another name for Israel. And so it's like saying there's no one like the God of Jeshurun. And so, now you remember the, um, the Lord changed the life of Jacob, right? Uh, and then he changed the name of Jacob. Jacob. Jacob's name, Jacob means trickster or supplanter. And we know Jacob's history. If you read the Old Testament, you remember that Jacob was, was the one who stole the birthright from his brother Esau, the one who, tried, who stole Esau's blessing by putting uh, goat skins on his hands so his father would who's blind would think he was hairy like his brother, you know. Um, he could have just said, oh, that's, this is me, but I just waxed. I don't know. But anyway, he, uh, but, but his, his name meant trickster or supplanter, and, and God changed his name. He, he's, God changed his life and then changed his name uh, from Jacob to Israel, which means a prince with God. Uh, but in a few places in the Bible, for instance, in Deuteronomy 32, 15, uh, 33, 5, and Isaiah 44, 2, God used the name Jeshurun as a symbol for Israel. And think about it, by using the name Jeshurun, which means straight or upright, God is reminding us of something, and he's reminding us of this, that a crooked life can be made straight. Nobody has to remain where they are. No one has to remain what they are all, any of us can be changed by the power of God. And that's why we never give up hope for ourselves. We never give up hope for our loved ones. We never give up hope for our, our, those around us, for our coworkers, our neighbor, our friends. We never give up because God is able to make that which is crooked. He can make it straight. And uh, he says, uh, there is no one like the God of Jeshua. And go to the next one. Oh, I, I missed part of it. Who rides along the across the heavens to help you on the clouds in his majesty, and which reminds us that in order to help his people, God moves swiftly across the heavens. I didn't put that half of the slide. Then verse 27. The eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. Remember, uh, we don't sing these songs as much, but we used to sing, what a fellowship, what a joy divine, leaning on the... You ever wonder where that came from? That's just where it comes from. The idea is that God is our refuge, and underneath us, his arms that are everlasting, and of course, incredibly strong. And so if we submit ourselves to God, what will happen is that we'll find uh, shelter in God during the storms of life. God will hold us up. We'll find shelter, and he'll hold us up no matter what we're facing, no matter what we're dealing with, no matter what pressures are weighing upon us. Isn't that good news? So that's the promise. That's the pro- promise. Now, let's get into the the. the, the the content of it. And and back to verse 25, the King James translates it this way. Thy shoes shall be iron and brass. And the NIV translates it. The bolts of your gates will be iron and bronze. And the reason why is because the Hebrew text 
in the Hebrew text, either translation is possible. And so the fact is that either kind of makes the same point. Uh, if you say the bolts of your gate will be iron and bronze, according to that translation, God through Moses is saying this to Asher. He's saying, Asher, although you will be blessed with prosperity, at the same time your enemies will try, they will seek to attack you. And they'll try to permeate, they'll try to overthrow your stronghold, but you will withstand them because the bolts of your gates will be iron and bronze, and therefore your gates will stand up to the assaults of the enemy. And that, what that means for you and for me, that however fiercely the devil may attack us, no matter what he comes at us with, God can and will give us the strength to resist him. Amen? But now, if you look at the King James Version translation, thy shoes shall be iron and brass. Uh, according to that translation, if, that were, if that's the problem, one it would be as if God is saying, Asher, although you will experience prosperity, it is also true there will be times when life's road will be rough and difficult and rocky, and at times it will be so jagged and difficult to travel that you will need, figuratively speaking, shoes of iron and brass. Sometimes you find yourself somewhere and you feel like, I wish I, I had on better shoes than I have on right now. And he's saying, I'll give you shoes figuratively of iron and brass. And then it's as if God is saying this, but here's a promise to sustain you in the rough times will, that will come. And look at the last part of verse 25, and it says this. And in the King James, it says, As thy days show, so shall thy strength be. The NIV reads, Your strength will equal your days. Now I want you to think about that. For your strength will equal your days. I want you to take those words and I want, I want you, to, I want you to, 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 to just grab a hold of them, if you will. I want you to embrace those words. I want you to, to internalize them. Think about it. Reflect on it for a, minute, for a moment. Your strength will equal your days. Let that sink into your consciousness. Because in this simple statement, in the midst of this context that we've established, there is this this. this, this, this one of the most profound truths for our everyday lives that we, that we find in Scripture. And th there's two things, and they're both closely related and intertwined, but, intertwined, but they, 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 they're worth looking at separately. The first one is this. God's strength comes to people in daily portions. God's strength comes to people like you and me in daily portions. We can say daily doses. God didn't say... As thy strength, I mean, as, as thy weeks are, as thy month, as your months, your days, your strengths will be as your weeks or your months. He says, he says, your strength will equal your days. You get that? You see, when we who have placed our faith in Christ, when we call upon God for strength to live this life, he makes that strength available to us in daily portions. And the clear implication of this is this, that God really does intend for us to live one day at a time. And guess what? We get in big trouble when we try to do it otherwise. When we try to do anything else, we get in trouble. We make life difficult for ourselves when we try to take today's God-given strength and use it to wrestle with the problems of the past, for instance, one of the enemy's most destructive tactics is to dupe us into to, to fretting and worrying about our past sins and the blunders and mistakes of, of, of bygone days, right? 
once we've confessed our sin to Christ, once we've been forgiven, once we've received his grace, we need to claim the promises concerning what he has done with our sins. They are no more. For instance, Psalms 103.12 says this, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Isn't that good news? Isaiah 38.17 says, You have put all my sins behind your back. In Isaiah 44.22, God says this, I have swept away your offenses like a cloud, your sins like the morning mist. In Micah 7.19 Through the prophet, God says, you will again have compassion on us. You will tread our sins underfoot and hurl all our iniquities into the depths of the sea. Now, all of those verses I just read are from the Old Testament. All of those were written before Jesus came and died on the cross to forgive us for our sins, looking forward to what would happen in Christ. Now, if if those things were true, then under the Old Covenant, through through God, the, the Holy Spirit, the prophets could see forward. How much more real is that to us now that Jesus has hung on that cross and died and he said when he died, it is finished. He didn't just mean my life is finished, but the plan for salvation, the provision of, for, the provision of forgiveness and grace and mercy to, to all who would, who would look to him has been completed. Once our sins have been confessed and, and covered by the blood of Christ, Jesus intends for us to consider that part of our lives a closed book. And we don't sit around beating ourselves over the head because of our past mistakes. So we don't, we don't waste our, our today's strength, the portion of strength and, and, and that we have for this day, to live this day, we don't waste it fretting over the past, over our past mistakes, but neither do we use that strength to worry about the future or what is to come. And that's an easy trap to fall into as well. Any of y'all know me, you know some of the things I'm concerned about these days. You know that I worry in my flesh. I worry about our nation, about the state of our democracy. I worry about 2020. I worry about, I'm concerned about the, the state of the climate and the fact that, that as, as climate change is accelerating, uh, there seems to be no political will to, to deal. I, I, you know, but I have, to, I have to sit myself down and talk to myself. And I did that. I said, self? You know, we talk, me and Leo, we talk, because I believe believe in self-talk. I said, you better talk to you. If you don't talk to yourself, yourself will talk to you. So, but I I have to put it in perspective and realize that I, 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 we, and I've said this before, we got through, we've gone through a lot of bad things in our history. We've gone through a lot of bad things in our nation, in our world. Whatever it is, since we are in Christ, we will get through and we will go through and we will make it through. And come out on the other side victorious through Christ. We can do all things through Christ who is our strength. Nothing that separates us from the love of God in Christ. And we are more than conquerors in him. So we need not waste today's strength worrying about the future. And oftentimes when we're worrying about the future, we're worrying about things that are contingencies. And oftentimes those contingencies never become realities. Right? But we wasted strength worrying about stuff that didn't even happen need not do that. Lamentations. Uh, I mean, God, God, for instance, uh, there's nothing wrong with planning with with, with wisdom and foresight for the future. But then once you've planned and once you've prepared and once you've reflected, you leave your future in God's hands. And one of the greatest promises in the Bible is found in the book of Lamentations, Lamentations 3, 21 through 23. And and this, this passage 
over and over again, I find strength in it. The first part of the passage reads as, as, like this. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the, great, the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his com- compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Wow. There are, time, there are times when I feel like I'm just, I'm just about done. I'm just about out of gas. I, 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 I'm not, there are times when, when, when I'm, just, I'm about ready to give up, about ready to quit. Sometimes you feel like I, I really not, don't want to face another day. But here in this verse of Scripture, we find this wonderful assurance, don't we, that, that, that when you wake up tomorrow morning, God will be standing by with fresh new grace and strength for you. That's just all you have to do is reach out and receive it. All you have to do is just ask him and just take it. So we're not to live in the past, nor are we to live in the future. God's strength comes to us in daily portions, and consequently, we're to live, again, one day at a time. We can live victoriously. We can manage our lives with wisdom and grace if we apply that simple strategy, one day at a time. Someone said, by the yard, life is hard, but by, but by the inch, it's a cinch. And that's probably a, a little bit of an overstatement, a little bit of a, 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 a cliche. Because life is never a cinch. <laughs> if, any, if any of you can tell me your life is a cinch, I want to I hang out with you more because I want to I know what, how, you make, how, you, how you get to that. But, but, but the basic point is true, that if we take life one piece at a time, one segment, one day at a time, it can be managed victoriously. Today, I don't know what temptations uh, beset you. I don't know what, in what areas the enemy attacks you. But all of us face what the Scripture describes as the fiery darts of, of the enemy. And none of us are that spiritual or that mature in our faith so far along that we don't struggle every day with temptations or challenges or struggles of one kind or another. I see a sign around town that, that, that sounds like biblical truth that says that everybody's going through something. And it's so true. But let me tell you something. Whatever the temptation, it can be resisted. Whatever the challenge, it can be defeated. It can be, it can be overcome if we go about it one day at a time. And not only that, any task can be accomplished if we go about it that way. You know, you know the old adage, someone posed the question, how do you eat, a, eat an elephant? And you know the answer, right? How's two of you? <laughs> One bite at a time, sweet Jesus. No, that's not a song. One bite at a time. Many of you, when you were in school, you may have read some of the works of Robert Louis Stevenson, who was himself a devout Christian, and he struggled with a lot of illness in the course of his life. But he wrote this once. He said, he wrote, anyone can carry his burden however hard until nightfall. Anyone can do his work however hard for one day. Get it? So God's strength comes to us in daily portions, and therefore he expects us to live one day at a time, and life can be lived victoriously and successfully if we go about it in that way. So, and then... That's the first part. And then the final part of this is this. The size of each daily portion is exactly right for the particular day at hand. You, 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 you get me? The size of each daily portion is exactly right 
for the particular day at hand. So having emphasized the fact that God's strength comes in daily portions, listen, the second aspect of it is this. It's in verse 25. It says, your strength will equal your days. Now, you know, I mean, you know not all days are the same. Some days are just kind of chill, right? Some days you're just rolling along, everything is cool. You just, you just, you know, no difficulty. Just kick back in the recliner, the remote in your hand, watch a little TV, go to the stove, get a little food, cook your little dinner, go to sleep, life is good. And on other days, it seems like all Hades has broken loose in our lives. Some days, I'm... Like in our work, I mean, for some of you on your jobs, like on, like on a lot of our jobs, some days it's like, no, you know, eat smooth sailing, you know, no problem, you know. And then like, like for me on Friday, uh, I, I had, I think I had at my school, I had to handle like five fights and like three of them happened like almost at the same time. And I've got all these kids in my office and I'm trying to call all these parents and I'm getting all this hassle. I'm like, man, I'm so, I was, I'm so ready for this day to be over. Some days it's like everybody's behaving. What's what they put in the water today? Have they drugged the children? <laughs> Is that legal? Absolutely not. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, though. Not all days are the same. Some days are routine and things go smooth, but then some other days it's like the bottom has dropped out of our lives. You know, it's like the lightning is flashing and the storms are raging and the wind is blowing and everything is crashing down around us. But you know what? Here's the thing. God has seen all of this ahead of time and God has prepared a portion of strength for that day for you in that circumstance because he knows exactly what you need and he's going to give you just the amount of strength you need for that particular day. And once so we live one day at a time and we can call on him every day because the amount of strength that he gives us is just right for the particular day. Are you glad about that? One writer related the story of, uh, of, of uh, speaking with a missionary from southern Chile. When I was a kid, I struggled. I thought it was Chile. You know? <laughs> then I thought it was child. But I, said, <laughs> I realized it's from, from Chile. And, uh, but uh, the missionary in living there had noticed this, that uh, for about five months of every year, there was no rainfall in the part of the country in which he was stationed. And, uh, and that much of the drought would occur during the, the growing season or the crop season. And so the people were really, as we are in Southern California, very dependent on irrigation for the life and the cultivation of their crops. But they didn't have any conventional irrigation equipment. They had no motors, no engines, no pipes. But they dug a network of trenches throughout their fields, beginning at the base of the snow-covered mountains close by. And the missionary had noticed that every day snow would melt and run down the sides of the mountain and trickle on out through those trenches into the fields he says they were just it was always just they were always adequately watered it was never a flood it was just just the amount of snow would melt and run down every day do you see what what i'm what i'm getting at here that's a parable that illustrates for us the, the reality of the christian life is we as believers call on the lord just the exact right amount of spiritual strength comes flowing down from, from, the, from, 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 from the mountain of God's grace into our life every day. Your strength will equal your days. As thy days, so shall thy strength be. 
And so we need not be overcome by life's challenges. We need not be overpowered by life's reversals. If God lets us live any length of time at all, there will be burdens, problems, heartaches, trials, tribulations, trouble, and sorrow. That's a normal part of life. I have a bunch of roses in my front yard, and I have to wear gloves when I prune them because with the rose comes the thorns, right? And so um, thorns are a normal. If you want the beauty of the flower, you deal with the, the pain of the thorns. That's just how life is. But those difficult times, the thorns of life nor the storms of life need not defeat us because God, his strength is wonderfully adequate for us. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies are new every morning. And we can call on him and receive the strength we need from him one day at a time. And he'll give it to us in exactly the right amounts. One day at a time. Your strength will equal your days. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. How many of you would say, Pastor, I, I, today I, I'm, I, I'm asking God for the strength for this day and the wisdom to live one day at a time. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this wonderful promise and, and for the, the admonition that we get from the promise that we really can trust you every day of our lives and every day you will give us exactly what we need for that day. Lord, would you, would you, would you strengthen our faith, Lord? We believe but help our unbelief this morning. Strengthen our faith and encourage us in this today. Um, um, remind us, Lord, every day of our lives that every, when we awaken every morning, may we remember that whatever we face that day, you have already provided for us what we need for that particular day. We thank you so much for that, Lord. We thank you for the, the rich promise there. We thank you for the, the greatness of your faithfulness. We thank you for the, the, the new mercies every morning. We thank you for a love that never fails. We thank you so much, Lord, for your blessing over our lives. And thank you that our past is past and our our, our present is, 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 is awesome and our future is glorious because of what you've done for us on the cross by your death, burial, and resurrection. We thank you for all that you've provided us through your son, Jesus Christ. We give, we give, Jesus, we give you all praise, honor, and glory this morning. And we celebrate the fact that, we, that, that because of you, no one can separate us from the Father's love. and That because of you, we're more than conquerors. We, 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 we go over and above, way over and above, because of you and what you have done for us. So we give you thanks and praise this morning in Jesus' name. Lord, encourage every heart here today as we prepare to leave this place. Lord, would you, would you take us out of here with that, with, the, with that assurance, and would you help us to live this week in the light of what we talked about today? And it's in the precious and beautiful name. What a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a glorious name it is. What a strong name it is. What a, what a loving name it is, the name of Jesus. It's in that name and in your authority that we ask these things. Amen.